following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Andrew is away and I go solo. So I discuss my thoughts on players who left the game of professional football early and set up our new NFL history theme for the month of May. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. listeners happy friday to you all friday saturday sunday monday whatever the day of the week that you're listening to uh this episode we appreciate your listenership as always can't tell you that enough uh yeah i'm going solo we had some uh scheduling conflicts with my man andrew originally supposed to do this one together but uh it just was not to be we're supposed to record earlier today uh he had to go he went and got his van I ended up going to see Doctor Strange, just left the movie theater. It's a little bit late at night, so I'm a little pooped. Uh, but man, do you got to say, if you're an MCU fan, Marvel fan, do not hesitate to go check that out. Movie's insane. My head hurts in a good way from it. I'm not going to spoil it. Trust me. Uh, that movie was insane. And I can't wait to see it again. <laughs> it was, uh, oh man, so good. So good. Can't compliment enough. But regardless, anyways. Uh, so yeah, so I gotta I'm gonna do this one solo. I'm gonna run this one solo as best as I can, normally as we have been doing. Andrew and I do discussion topics to open up our new theme of the month. And our theme of the month for May is as mentioned in the the intro segment, that we're gonna talk about players who, you know, maybe maybe they did it, maybe they do. But uh, players who left the game of football early for whatever reason it may be perhaps it's a um i don't know uh they just wanted to perhaps they just wanted to they felt they'd done all that they could and they left uh perhaps financial reasons we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of different factors today uh injuries and in some instances uh sudden death which is something that has uh plagued i mean just recently sadly and unfortunately dwayne haskins uh no matter what you thought of the player this you know this is that surreal thing that happened that happens and has happened uh in the past it's not a foreign thing to happen so we're going to talk a little bit about that i'm going to summarize my thoughts and feelings on on kind of players who leave the game early uh it, that's kind of be going to be the substance of the substance of this episode. I'm not going to go super long. Again, I'm tired. Uh, I have some editing to do. I still got to go to work in the morning, so um, so that's exciting. But uh, but yeah, I've never. The more I've evolved as a football fan, and by that, I mean just become more in tune 
with the happenings. I'm not. I don't have any insiders. You know, I'm not gonna. I definitely don't have that. I've never been in the NFL locker room. Never been in a college locker room for that matter. Uh, when it comes to you know, I'm. I've never really been around the game to that extent. But the NFL is more open than it has ever been. And we, you know, whether it be hard knocks, whether it be social media sites, these players talking about their struggles, whether it be, um, I, I mean, there's just so much that you get to see. NFL loves a good story. They love to promote these stories of of hard times. Um, you know, it's it's just it's an exhausting life, and people. Some of you may not buy this, but. Man, having all that money is not like everything. Uh, it's it's wonderful. It is a luxury. I, I have a story that I'm going to tell in a little bit about something I read on the way up here to the studio, but it's 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 not easy to get to that level, to stay at that level. It's damn right impressive. Some of the all-time greats that have you know that have really come across the game, and they're the all-time greats that are immortalized in the Hall of Fame uh, for being extraordinary, for surviving. They're, they're these rigorous seasons, you know, with getting hit uh, constantly, having to make important decisions, understanding, comprehending stuff, being a leader. There's so much that goes into it. It's it's very mentally. And and physically taxing uh, thing. From what I've understood, from what I've understood, uh, I have four. I have four things uh, that I wanted. Four factors that come into play usually when you know when players decide to leave the game early, uh, and this is obviously something that's gonna probably gonna get more frequent as you know as 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 education science come a long way, you're probably going to see a lot more of this. You're probably going to see a lot more of these early retirements, players hitting that 30 year mark, thirty years of age mark and disappearing. You're probably going to see a lot more of it. And whether you like it or not, it's the fact. It's, it's a fact, and it's not up to us, the fans, the, the consumers of, the con- of, of football content. It's up to these players that put their bodies on the line. And it's not for, listen, it's not for our entertainment. It's not for our entertainment. It, we, we appreciate it. But these guys, these these coaches, these players, they don't go out there every week for our, just solely our entertainment. They benefit from it. You know, the NFL has, you know, just become this massive media conglomerate that has so much money pumped into it, and these players benefit. And I know this all sounds like a lot. It sounds really, really goofy. Last year, it was the last year, Patrick Holmes got signed his mega deal. His what was it ten year, four hundred something million dollar contract, whatever the heck it it was, and people were just shitting all over it, shitting all over the the idea of a player who comes into the National Football League, uh, works hard, excels early, and people pay money every week to come 16 weeks out of the year 16 17 weeks out of the year plus playoffs plus preseason they pay a considerable amount of money to watch these um to, to watch these players all right there, there's it's that in itself can be overwhelming if you don't know how to handle it and not everybody is equipped to handle that that sort of pressure mentally 
Uh, when you have an entire fan base behind you, watching your every move. What's that? Did he have too much fun? Uh-oh. Did he trip on a sidewalk? Like These are legit things that some fans like w- worry about. Uh, I'm probably, I'll be honest with you, I'm probably going to reference Andrew Luck a lot because he's one that I got to watch from start to finish of his career and see how fans reacted throughout the way. So I may reference it. It's probably going to be a little annoying, but I'm sorry that's the Colts fan in me. Uh, there haven't been too many other uh, you know, players that I really follow die hard, you know, as I've gotten more invested in pro football. But there are, I mean, a tremendous amount of pressure, you know, to, to do that. And, and unfortunately, the, unfortunately and fortunately, the NFL is more open and available than it ever has been. Uh, players, you know, find themselves uh, constantly harassed on Twitter social media they're not even allowed to like i feel like a lot of players they, they try to have a nor- as normal life as possible and there's always people going out of the way and, and and there's this excuse there's this excuse from fans like oh they get paid money they can it, it's no big deal they'll <laughs> they'll be okay uh and it's it's not like that you know these these people these players are people much like you and I, but they made some right decisions in life, all right, became the best version of themselves and found their way to an NFL contract and really, really good NFL money. And it's hard for me to sit here and see fans like myself attacking these players, attacking these players for making it to the big leagues, for for making the right decisions, for making the right choices in life and being the best version of themselves and harassed if they make a mistake. All right. How many times have you seen on Twitter? And I'm sure anybody's listening to the show. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, something like that, where a player has one mess up. Maybe it's a game costing uh, mess up. And players or fans just hop on their social media. They, they're first to go in, they dig in, they dig in, they dig in, they say the worst possible things. And listen, this player is already feeling the effect of it as it is, and you're adding salt to the wound. There's no amount of money that can cure that and make that feeling okay, right? Two years ago, uh, Colton Green Bay played, I, uh, and it was actually it ended up being a really good game in the second half. I think, believe they went to overtime, and Aaron Rodgers hit Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, for a possible game-winning play or just just helping things, and he fumbled the ball and it went to Indianapolis. I can't remember the exact proceeding of events, but this happened. It cost the Packers a game. It didn't cost them the number one seed or anything, but they did take an L that day. And fans were telling him to go kill himself, this and that. Trust me, there is no amount of money that can cure having to sit there and have people who you've never personally interacted with tell you to go kill yourself. All right? This is probably going to be a soapbox episode. But there's these pressures all the time. And who wants to, again, who wants to deal with that? No amount of money is it can, can be worth that. Some people can handle it really well. Some people let the outside noise uh, just reverberate. But, again, not everybody is made that way. Not everybody is are, are machines, um, emotionless machines. 
that make it to the National Football League. And uh, on the way over here today, I was really saddened. Uh, some guy, I don't even want to give his Twitter handle a, uh, a plug because I find him to be the biggest of pieces of shit at this point. You know, maybe some of you think he made a good point. I don't agree with it. But he attacked Darius Leonard. Uh, Darius Leonard recently came out, announced that he had some mental health issues going on. He lost some people in his life, had a lot of things uh, emotionally wearing him down, and uh, and didn't f- love football last season. Still put up a, a tremendous year. Still put up a tremendous year, but uh, lost a little bit of love for the for professional football um, last season. And so this is some random guy who has legitimately has like three, maybe six followers tops on his Twitter page goes on and on and on. He's attacking Leonard, tagging him, baiting him into replying and then gets those replies. And he tags all these sports news like ESPN, AB, like NBC, all these NFL, every like sports, big sports page that they can to try and get this guy um I don't know what this this gentleman's this pile of shit's end game was, um. But he's like, yeah, I work hard too. I provide for my family. Yada yada yada. We all do, we all do. All right, this guy has like a neck beard thing. He's a big fella. Not that you know, there's anything wrong with that. But it, I'm just like, sorry, Darius Leonard made the right choices in life. He made it to the National Football League. All right. He worked hard. He did it. He's He is living the life that he chose, and this gentleman who's choosing to attack Darius Leonard is uh, living the life that he chose, whether he wants to admit it or not. The choices that he made in his life led him to that. But, you know, we're, we're in this mental health, uh, this era of mental health and, and, and stressing the importance of mental health, and you have people like that going after um somebody who's going through something traumatic. And, you know, he's saying, oh, the timing of it's, you know, hilarious. You just got paid last year, just digging into Darius Leonard. And it just, it broke my heart because I could never be like that to someone, like, directly. I, I've said, I've said things about Carson I've never gone after him personally. Um, you know, I, I've never gone to the extent of tagging him in tweets and bearing who he is as a person. I didn't like his fit. I said it on the podcast, and I got passionate about it on times, but there was never a point where I got personal, um, you know, saying things about a Carson Wentz. I don't go after people like he did. It just... Oh, it just upset me so much. Because I know what it's like to be in that position, too. Not not the position of a multimillionaire NFL athlete, but just have the best intentions in life and really start to open up about things and people twist and turn your words and try to use them against you and vilify you. And not... There's not a whole lot of people buying it, which is a good thing. And Darius Leonard is getting a lot of support on on Twitter. But these are the pressures that athletes deal with. And, you know, it's you can't go anywhere without being hounded for autographs. Personal space, everybody's looking for social media clout. 
you know, hey, there's this athlete that's eating dinner with his family. I'm going to go bother him and take a selfie with him so I can get some likes on 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 Instagram. There's so much pressure that comes with being an athlete uh, at that class. And I get it. The money, the fame, it's all enticing. It's all stuff that many people grew up wishing that they had. Uh, but you don't really know how mentally taxing it is until you've lived through it. Uh, and it's a fact. It's a fact. Uh, it, it, it it truly is. Uh, you can't, it's, you know, everybody's like, oh, put yourself in, in those people's, different people's shoes. And you really can't until you felt the emotional and mental toll. I don't envy what athletes have to go through, especially with, again, with how accessible the NFL is. They, you know, it's easy to to say, sit there and say, "Hey, stay off Twitter, stay off, um, stay off Instagram. You're not allowed to have social media. Just stay off it if you can't handle it." But again, these people are normal people, just ex- you know, just living extraordinary lives. Same emotions, same emotional problems that you and I deal with um, often. All right, and and. Yeah, I, I just I want people to be better. I want people to be better fans. I want people to be le- better, uh, just people in general. It's that what that was like. I I was really upset again. I can't stress enough how how much it ticked me off to see that. Uh, but again, yeah, the weight of the world is on your shoulder shoulders when you're a professional athlete. Uh. Whether it's media hounding you, again, waiting for you to uh, make a mistake and, and blow it up on TMZ, right? Whether it's, it, it's yeah, again, just fans hounding you, social media, all that stuff comes into play. Players, you know, nowadays you're probably going to see a little bit more of that. And honestly, wouldn't surprise me. I don't think Darius Leonard would ever do that. But if people keep going, he uses it as fuel. You know, he uses it as... Uh, emotional fuel to 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 play better. I mean, he had an outstanding year last year for someone who didn't you know didn't love football, like he says. But you know, uh, hit that age, make the money, and and get out. Why do I want to go through that anymore? People gotta be mad at you no matter what, right? That's kind of brings me to my next point: is the financial um, choices. All right. Everybody knows that you have a very, very short lifespan in the National Football League. Most people do. All right. We've seen, based on rule changes, we've seen a lot more longevity in NFL careers. Players regularly hitting uh, at 15-plus mark. You know, some of the all-time greats did get to do that, you know, way back in the day, but you're seeing it more and more common Uh you know, amongst players that you may not even realize. There's there's players, you know, uh, that are floating around that 10, 10 to, well, that 15 to, to 20 year mark. Quite a, more, probably closer to 15 is more reasonable. But like Brady's run is, is impeccable. And obviously, finances are not, have nothing to do with it. It's a love of the game and it's hard for him to walk away. But for some people, for certain positions, it's a financial choice to maybe walk away from the game a little bit earlier than you know than than most than than people expect or want you to, which is uh, 
you know, just a weird way of sound, making it sound. A lot, certain, depending on what position you are, you know, it, you have to kind of fit the mold. You have to, you have to, to find your way to the National Football League. You kind of have to. The, you're swimming with sharks, and just because you were one position in college doesn't mean you'll be that position in the National Football League. But you want that opportunity, and a lot of people are willing to, uh, you know, make the switcheroo. And that light, that that opportunity doesn't always last unless you, you, you know, you really give your all. NFL hurts. <laughs> Professional football, it hurts. It has hurt since the beginning of time. It hurts today, even though the pacing of the game has changed, even though, you know, so so much has changed. I know their workouts have become a little bit lighter um, in recent years due to the CBA uh, and, and those sorts of things. But why would you want to put your body through that over an extended amount of time? Again, Brady's been very fortunate. He doesn't get sacked much, uh, and that's definitely played a lot into his longevity uh, as an NFL quarterback going on, was he 22, 23 seasons, I believe, at this point, which is you know stunning and remarkable. I wish, I wish that I could work like at my current job. I wish I, I I didn't have to do my job for for at my rate, probably at least the next thirty to forty years. All right, my choices in life led me to this place where I work. All right, but I it's it's physically demanding, it's mentally demanding. I wish I didn't have to do it for the rest of my life. I don't blame these football players for making a sweet chunk of change, being fiscally responsible. And going into new endeavors, such as a business opportunity, um, such as uh, investing in stocks. I know Bitcoin's a big thing now. I'm not quite into it. I've tried it. Not a big fan, but to each their own. I've just apparently caught on too late. However, you know why, why would you? You know why would you want to keep going into work and, and getting the shit pounded out of you uh, by three two hundred plus two hundred fifty plus pound line? You know defensive lineman just opponents that are hitting you and hitting you and hitting you it's mentally exhausting conserve your body be smart about your money and then you retire and you can actually enjoy the retirement how many nfl legends from back in the day you see them they're limping around uh their hands are busted up to shit all right they're all they look like lightning bolts their hands are all zigzaggy and stuff beat up uh it just i mean there's so much stuff make the money and get out and live the rest of your life you know with it maybe with your mind more so than your body so you live a, a life that's kind it's mostly pain free it's not going to be completely pain free if you go to the NFL and want a decent payday but the financial you know aspect you can you see i mean you see it often get paid get out and I highly encourage. I know it's you know it's weird as a fan who you want continuity. You're seeing again, you want to see guys play a long, healthy career, make as much as they can. But I mean, I, I really don't blame these guys for leaving at 30. Andrew Luck. Uh, I know this kind of dabbles into my next uh, subject, I guess, when, when talking about why players retire early. But Andrew Luck was so smart about his money. 
uh, this dude lives very, I think, frugal is the, the, the phrase. He doesn't dress up in designer clothes. The man ha- owns a flip phone. He showed up on national TV back in January. For, I think it was the Big Ten Championship or something. Maybe in the college football, part of the college football championship. And I think it was the semis, actually. And he just looked like a regular dude. All right. The man saved his money, put it to good use. He finished college, so now he's being an architect, and he's making really, really good money without harm to his body. All right. That's where the financial responsibility comes in. Uh, There's an interesting stat. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I have seen it pop up before. But uh, there's a good percentage of athletes who end up broke. Um, let me see if I can find it. 78% of athletes go broke just after three years of retirement. 78%, which is astounding. I think I've said that word too many times tonight. Regardless, uh, that's a lot of people to to. You know, get that chance, make the money, and just just blow it all away. You know, we're getting a, a much more a, a much smarter athlete now, where they come in fiscally fiscally responsible. Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski, love him or hate him, I know he kind of he retired and he came back, but that dude was smart about his money. All right, he I don't think he he, he just spent. Uh, none of his contract money. I think he only spent endorsement money, so doing commercials, stuff like that. I believe that's the way it was. Marshawn Lynch always talked about be smart about your mentals. You know, it, that was a big thing. I know he went later on too. Uh, you know, he went later on in, in his life and played good football later on. But a lot of these guys, you know, again, it's it's make the money and and get out. And live happily, live uh, mostly pain free. Uh, some of these players do not know when to walk away from the game. Uh, you know they're frequently injured, and I, I can't remember who the the player was. A couple, it was I can't remember who it was, but he was crying. He's like, I want to keep playing the game, but my body can't do it anymore. And you know, is that fun? You, you're forced into retirement now, and your quality of life is lessened. It's it's really sad. It can be really, really sad uh, to watch some of your heroes kind of falter and not be, you know, not be able to function. I was in, in, you know, I was involved in pro wrestling. I did pro wrestling for five years. I used to go to these shows all the time and see these legends who, again, I know pro wrestling is it, pro wrestling is a lot about falling it's scripted or not. It still hurts to get body slammed. It still hurts to go through some of the things that pro wrestlers do. And they're driving around in motor scooters. They have catheters. Uh, you know, they're walking on the severe limp. They're addicted and abusing drugs, uh, like pain-killing drugs. It's it's hard to watch. It really is. And you know, if those guys, you know, some of them, if they made you know enough money to to walk away, I'm sure a lot of them would. Brock Lesnar was oh fun story. Couple you know, 15 years ago. He made a decent living. He wanted to get away from the lifestyle of pro wrestling. He took his money. He tried some other things. He tried football, MMA, stuff like that. But 
He wanted to he did want to do things his way, and he was very smart about the way he used his money. Uh, the injuries are potential injuries that kind of falls into everything uh, that we're talking about. We've seen many a career cut short due to injuries. Uh, you know, Luke Keekley was a pretty recent one. 30 years old, retiring early. Uh, Andrew Luck injuries came into play when he decided to retire. If I'm not mistaken, Calvin Johnson, uh, that was one. Uh, and there's been several others. I think Patrick Willis as well was another one I was looking into. Uh, there's all sorts of different situations. The injury thing, again, that goes it, it literally ties into what I just talked about with the financial responsibility and just wanting to get out of the game and living a healthy life. Man, these injuries can be so severe, so severe. Alex Smith, look at his, I mean, his leg just exploded two, three years, was it well, three, four years ago now? Yeah, it's still hard to talk about. Joe Theismann, all these guys. Uh, injuries just piled up, and, you know, it's it's not fun. It's not fun to have to wake up and have help, you know, ha- have people help you put your pants on, stuff like that. I don't have to delve too much into the injuries. You all know. I think you would understand. Uh, it, it, you see it all the time, and the injuries have been quite the uptick as well uh yeah the injuries i mean every the first four weeks of the season last year there was a a good chunk of people hurt season ending injuries acl tears stuff like that and and that stuff it it it, you know alzheimer's alzheimer's you know all, all sorts of that stuff all piles up and it just hits you like a brick wall later on so that's stuff you don't want to deal with and the last thing is just just fall out of love with it. Burnout. All right, things happen. I think part of it, too, with Calvin Johnson was that he was tired of being with the goddamn Lions and what they had going on. Just failure after failure after failure. Barry Sanders, he had every opportunity to get, to come back and play. Can you imagine what the record books would look like if Barry Sanders had stuck around past 30 years of age? and played a full running back's career, he probably could have got another five to seven years, at least, of of being good. He went out on top, but he the, the Lions took the love from him. And I'm not just shitting on the Lions for the sake of this episode, but, um, but that was one of the things. He wanted to get out, and they wouldn't let him get out, and he's like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Andrew Luck's injuries piled up. They affected his love of the game. Plenty of players that we've seen over the years. And and they call it, I think Patrick Wills was another one. I've been trying to do some reading and such, and there's a lot of guys who just felt it was the right time. Uh, I didn't directly go to school with this guy, but um, uh, his name is John Urschel. He used to be an offensive lineman for the Baltimore Ravens. I threw against him in shot put my senior year. He was with from Canisius, I believe. And he put up, you know, it the science that he did a lot of research, the stuff on concussion, CTE, all that stuff. It, it, it he's like, "Okay, I'm I don't love football anymore." It literally affected him. He retired at 26 years old. Earned his rookie contract, and he said, I'm out. 
incredibly intelligent, uh, you know, person. Good on them. Good on him. Uh, and good on the athletes. But, yeah, the burnout thing, what, what are you doing out there? That's a good way to get hurt. If, you, if you're out there playing football, burned out, the love isn't there for it anymore. If it, and that's not just for football. You, the listeners, can apply that to any aspect in life. Any aspect of your life. If you don't really love something, don't waste time doing it because you're not going to take the necessary precautions. You're not going to. You're not going to be. You're not going to be able to give a hundred percent out there, and that's that's a dangerous thing. That is a dangerous thing. But now that I'm off my soapbox, this episode is it's almost over. I I, I can assure you. Uh, yeah, there's been a number of uh, a numerous amount of players that have retired very, very young uh, for a lot of the reasons that I talked about. And of course, there's been those who've, you know, passed on, uh, unfortunately, due to, you know, outside things that have really nothing uh, to do with planned retirement, of course, but just the world we live in, sadly. Uh, Tillman, Haskins, Sean Taylor, uh, Joe Delaney, and again, so many others uh, just tragic endings to their their lives and their careers uh cut short cut short and it's uh man it's hard when you know that you're somebody who wants to you know chase your dream i live vicariously through these athletes that i watch on tv let's just say that and i live vicariously through them because i get to see them live their dream and make money and be the best version of themselves and 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 you know the one of the coolest arenas in all the professional sports, which is an NFL stadium. All the glory, uh, the, the production, the just everything that goes with it. I get excited, and I get then. It, but then I get sad when I see these careers that get cut short. You know, for a multitude of reasons. You know, especially the injuries, especially the accidental. You know, uh, the unfortunate and untimely deaths. Uh, I get sad because there was once a spark there. There was once a spark of hope and love for the game. Uh, and for some reason, it's just not there anymore. Whatever it may be. But there's been a lot of greats, a lot of all-time greats who have called it quits early. All right, we're going to talk about some of them this month. Uh, I think we each, I think we got three episodes to do. I'm not sure how many selections I get. But I wanted to name off some really great players who didn't last a whole long, a very long time. Luke Keekley was a very recent retirement. Uh, 28. Uh, spent eight seasons, excuse me, uh, eight seasons in the National Football League. And uh, yeah, 28 years old. Called it, uh, called it a career. Andrew Luck, I mentioned him annoy a, a lot. Gail Sayers is a very famous one. Uh, he made the Pro Football Hall of Fame at 34. I think he only played five or six seasons. No, seven seasons. But he was on the young side. Jim Brown, one of the greatest of all time. All right, Jim Brown is awesome, and his stats in 14-game seasons are so amazing. Like, they're better than a lot of running backs. I know the game has changed, but statistically, better than a lot of running backs, 16 and 17 game seasons. All right. 
That's how phenomenal that Jim Brown was. Nine NFL seasons. He retired at the age of 30. Went on to movies and amongst other things. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Tiki Barber. I forgot he retired young. Earl Campbell, one of the most ferocious running backs of all time, one of the most physical running backs of all time, uh, retired at 31. Running back Billy Sims, four seasons, left right in the middle of his prime. Terrell Davis, still made the Hall of Fame, but uh, I believe six seasons that he played, two Super Bowl rings, had a wonderful run. Um, but a lot of injuries piled up, and he left. Uh, Chris Borland, who was, uh, you know, he was a third-round draft pick by the 49ers in 2014, and he retired after his rookie season, like right after his rookie season. Lynn Swan, four-time Super Bowl champion, retires at the age of 30. All right, Patrick Willis, Hussein Abdullah, Anthony Davis, Rashard Mendenhall, DeBrickishaw Ferguson, Christian Okoye, Icky Woods, Brad Butler, Eugene Monroe. All players who uh, left the game early. And a lot of the names, some of the names that I mentioned uh, just now are probably going to be people that we cover and go in depth with. But that is it, everybody. That is a wrap. Put a bow on it on this episode. Uh, again, I'm sorry it was a bit of a soapbox. I don't do these solo episodes often. Uh, and I've actually attempted to do this, record this several times before I'm like, uh, before the movie. And I was so anxious to, you know, get here after the movie. And it just, one take, not too shabby. Uh, but yeah, I wish I could talk with Andrew about this. But uh, it was just some feeling that, some things on my chest that I wanted to get off about this specific topic. And, uh, and yeah, so that's what we're going to do for the remainder of this month is talk about those players who left uh, the game of pro football perhaps a little bit earlier than many expected, many wanted. Um, but yeah, that'll be what we do. Thank you so much for tuning in. And on behalf of myself and the entire team here, till next time, the two-point conversation is good.